They got everything going well for them, and you'll never know the stuff that's going on in their lives because they're not going to tell you. But I would guarantee you that 99.9 tenths percent of everybody in this sanctuary today is going through something. Amen. But you think about this, and you think about the fact that we have goals and we have aspirations, we have hopes and we have dreams and places we want to go and things we want to do, but a lot of people never accomplish those things in their lives. Some people get stopped along the way. Even on the journey to heaven, some people get stopped. They get stopped. They allow fear. They allow discouragement. They allow failure. And some other things, or should I say many other things, to stop them along the way. But saints, it shouldn't be that way, especially for the child of God, all right? You see, as children of the Most High God, there should be nothing that hinders us. Listen to me good. There should be nothing that hinders us from reaching our goals. Amen? We may not get there as fast as other people get there. But we should get there. and I, uh, Amen? We should get there. Amen. Amen. Uh, we believe the scriptures, right? Amen? We believe no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that arises against us in judgment, we shall condemn for this is our heritage and our righteousness is of the Lord. We believe that, right? We believe we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us, right? Amen. We are the head only and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. If our enemies come against us one way, they will scatter seven, seven different ways. We believe that, right? Amen. We believe that Jesus has taken victory from the grave, has taken sting out of death, the victory from hell in the grave. Listen to this. I read that scripture again last night, and this is what the Lord began to show me. Because most of the time we look at that scripture and we think of physical death. Jesus has taken the sting out of death and he's taken victory from the grave. But when I read that last night, I heard the Lord say, this is not just about physical death. Mm, mm, mm. Christ died to give us victory in life. Victory over death, hell, and the grave in every form. He's taken the sting out of death. Amen. Those things that have died in our lives, those hopes and those dreams, Jesus took the sting out of it. So we can go back to it again later on in life. Are you hearing me? Jesus took victory from the grave. The grave can't hold a body. And the grave, death cannot keep you from getting to where you need to get to. Because Jesus was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. And resurrection is the order of the day for every born-again believer. So not only will I be raised from the dead after I die physically, but if there were hopes and dreams and aspirations that God gave me, amen, early on in my life when I started walking with him and I messed up along the way, I failed along the way, the Lord says I'll resurrect those things in your life. Y'all not hearing me today. Y'all not hearing me today. But the question still arises. The question still arises. After we've quoted all of these scriptures and after we know what the scripture says, and we still see some Christians that live defeated. They don't live in victory. They're depressed. 
downcast, downtrodden, going nowhere, doing nothing. Some Christians seem to be going around the same mountain year after year after year, getting nowhere, doing nothing. What's wrong? What's wrong? When I thought about all of this and I asked the Lord to show me what the problem is and how we can overcome it, all right, and how we can live in victory, taking possession of the benefits of life that he's given to us. Because in Christ, we have benefits. Amen. Amen. In Christ, amen, we have benefits. In, in Christ, yes, we are the head only and not the tail. Yes, we overcome. Yes, we are more than conquerors. In Christ, we can speak to those things that be not and as though they were and watch them come to pass. We can speak life into situations and circumstances. Benefits. Benefits. Lord, what's the problem? What's the problem? Whew. Well, hold up one second. Technology. And I can't delete this, so I need it to move in Jesus' name. Amen. I know, I know my points. I just want to get back to it so I can tell you everything the Lord told me. See, I need to know everything the Lord told Bishop. Did you say told Bishop? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't need to leave any of this message out this morning, all right? So, so, so Lord, 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 show me. And the Lord led me to this text in Deuteronomy and Corinthians. Now, let me say something about this text. In Deuteronomy, where you first meet this is in the book of Numbers, all right? So what, what Moses is doing in the book of Deuteronomy, as Moses is preparing to die because he's not going into the promised land because God told him to speak to the rock. He didn't speak to the rock. He smoked the rock. God said he wanted his glory to be revealed in the, to the people. And because Moses disobeyed God, God's glory was not revealed to the people through the water coming forth from the rock. Moses disobeyed, and God said, I'll let you see the promised land, but you're not going into it. But you got to prepare the people to go in. So, so, so in Deuteronomy, the text we've taken, amen, speaks to what happened in the book of Numbers. And really, what Moses does here in Deuteronomy is he explains, he enlightens, enlarges upon something that's said in Numbers. Okay? All right, all right. Y'all still with me? Okay? This is why you need somebody who studied the scripture to teach you. Amen. That's why you need somebody who can go beyond reading the Bible. I'm not just talking about me. You need a pastor. Amen. You need other teachers that have, that, that have been trained in the studying of the scriptures because you're going to miss stuff. Say, I'm going to miss stuff. Say, I'm going to miss a whole lot of stuff. And God forbid if I don't study. Mm. All right. Okay. So Moses enlarges upon something, upon the incident in Numbers. Okay. And so, so in Deuteronomy, what Moses says is, Moses said, I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and I can read it to you. Uh, Moses said, um, all right, he said, I'm in chapter 1. Let me find the right verse. And he said, 
Because you see, when you read Numbers, Numbers says, God said, send spies to spy out the land. But listen to what Moses said. Moses is the leader. God speaks to Moses and talks to Moses face to face. God has not talked to anybody else in Scripture, in history, face to face. So what verse did I begin reading at? All right, and what did I get to when I started talking about what Moses said, what the people said? Y'all with me? Y'all following me? This is why you have to follow. Amen? Bring your Bibles to church. Take your phone out. You got a Bible on your phone. Follow me, okay? He said, and every one of you, in verse 22, every one of you came near to me and said, let us send men before us and let us search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities into which we shall come. That's key to understanding what has taken place, along with understanding the rebelliousness in the hearts of the people, okay? So when I looked at this, what God said to me is, God says that my people have to know, they have to know, they have to know that I've already given them the land to possess, Okay, They have to know that I've given them blessings to possess. They have to know that I've given them benefits to possess. For the nation of Israel, it was the land of Canaan. Now understand that when you study the Bible, the Old Testament points you to the New Testament. All right? So, so it's the story of God working in the lives of his people and God has a plan from Genesis to Revelation that comes to fulfillment in Jesus Christ, all right? So, so for, for, for the Israelites in the Old Testament, it was the land of Canaan, the Bible says, it flows with milk and honey. It means that it is a land of, of, of great abundance. I mean, uh, uh, these things that sustain life, milk and honey, they're just flowing in the land. When those people went to spy out the land, they brought back a cluster of grapes and it had to be carried between two men. It was a good land, okay? But when God told them to go, God says, I've given you the land. God didn't say go and spy it out. The people came to Moses and said, now remember the people. You got to study. Remember the people with their hardness of heart. They came to Moses and said, we need to send the people into the land. Let's go back up. There was a certain way God wouldn't take them into the promised land because he said, you're going to see, I believe it was the Amalekites, and, 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 and fear is going to come into your hearts and your minds, and you're not going to go forward. So God you're saying you're going to give them the land without them going in to spy out the land. Because God knew that when they went and spied out the land, somebody was going to bring back a negative report and fear was going to rise up in the people. What stops you from going forward? What stops you from taking that supervisory position when you don't think you're qualified for it? Hmm, fear. 
What stopped you from getting on that airplane you never rode on before, that you never rode an airplane before? Fear. People talk about it all the time. I never rode on. I'm scared to get on an airplane. Fear. Fear stops you in your tracks. Fear stops you. Fear will make you die. Fear. Fear will make you think you got something you don't have. You got an ache, the first thing coming to your mind is, what? Mm. Well, people, I'm going to die because I got, no, you call it disease. Most people think about it. Cancer. The doctor says cancer. The first thing you think of, most people, is this is the end. Fear. Fear. Until you learn that Cancer is not a death sentence. There's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. But God had given them the land to possess. I'm trying to go through this fast, okay? But I can't go through things too fast. I'm not trained that way yet. I'm getting there, all right? Okay. I'm trying. Lord, help me to, help me to try. All right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, there were giants in the land. Amen. Yes, there were enemies in the land, but just as God had, just as God had done in the past, God was going to do it this time. So I'm giving you the land to possess. All they had to do was obey, go in and take possession of the land, a land flowing with milk and honey, with houses that they did not build. Just like he brought them out of Egypt, they went in poor, and he brought them out rich. Oh, God has a way. Somebody say, God has a way. He has a way. All they had to do was obey because just as God had fought for them in the past, going into the promised land, God was going to drive out their enemies before them. God was going to defeat their enemies. All they had to do was obey. The land was theirs. God gave it to them. For us today, I think I said this. If I didn't say it, our land is Christ Jesus. Our promised land is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Because in Christ, we have a place of plenty. We have a place of abundance. For all of the promises of God are in Christ, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And he went on to say, now who, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. This is God's doing. All right. Follow me now. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Jesus said, have faith in God. For surely I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Jesus said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And he who has established us in Christ and has anointed us is God. Are you following me? Christ is our promised land. Whatever we need is in Christ. We have access to everything, abundance in Christ Jesus. Jesus even said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. God promised to supply all of our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So if you need a job, let me tell you, you access it in Christ. 
If you need a husband, you access him in Christ. If you need a wife, you access her in Christ. Amen. If you, if you want to come out of depression, amen, your deliverance is in Christ. If you, need, if you have a need for healing from sickness or disease, your healing is in Christ. If you need help in any situation, your help is in Christ. Here's our promised land. He flows with abundance. He wants you to have life and you to have it more abundantly, and he who has established us in Christ is God. He's given us, he's given us the land. Say, he's given me the land in Christ. But Lord, what's the problem? What's the problem, Lord? We preach this. We've heard this. Many of us can quote these scriptures, but God, what's the problem? God says, my people need to obey me without adding input. God said, I didn't ask you for your input. My people need to obey me without adding more information. My people need to obey me without seeing, without needing to see for themselves before stepping out on my word. My people need to obey me without having a need for proof. It's called unconditional obedience. You see, the problem with the Israelites and the fact that they didn't take possession of the benefits that God had for them is that they had to have input in the matter. They needed more evidence. God says, I'm giving you the land. They needed somebody to go before them to scout out the land to make sure that they could take possession of it. Are you all still following me? Mm. I said, Moses explains this very clearly in the Scripture. God says, I'm giving you the land, but you said, let's send some people to scout out the land. What's the purpose of sending the people? We need evidence, Moses. We heard what you said, Moses, but we need proof that we are able to go in and take possession of the land. Pastor, we're hearing what you're saying, but we need proof that what you're saying is the truth. God says, my people people have got to learn to obey me without needing additional information, and evidence. That's a tough thing for intelligent people to do. You have been trained in school to ask questions. You have been trained to be inquisitive. You have been trained to debate. God is not interested in your debating. God is interested in your submission. And as you submit to the Lord, then God, you put yourself in a place where God can open up stuff to you because your mind, otherwise your mind is always going to be debating God, debating God, debating God, debating God. Is this all right? Y'all still in the house? Amen. So God says, the problem is my people always got to have input. They always got to have evidence before they obey me. Now, when you go back and read in the book of Numbers, they have already vexed God. 
Go back and just read the accounts of the Israelites. They have vexed God on occasion over and over and over again. And so what God does is, when they come to Moses and says to Moses, we need to send spies into the land. Moses even said, the plan sounds good to me. Because Moses is vexed. Now, this is just after Miriam and Aaron and, and Aaron have come up against Moses, you know, and God is already vexed with him. God, God struck Miriam with, with leprosy because he was vexed with her. And Moses interceded for Miriam and wanted God to remove the leprosy from him. And God said to Moses, if her daddy had spit in her face, she would have to stay outside of the city for seven days. So she's going she's gonna to suffer this thing for at least seven days before she comes back into the camp. God gets vexed with us. God gets vexed with our continual disobedience, our continual arguing, our continual, why God, why does it have to be this way? Why do I have to do it that way? And God said, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Do it your way. Just do it your way. Sometimes parents, we have to say to our children, do it your way. Because experience is the best teacher. Any parents in here ever said that to their children? Any child ever heard their parents say it? <laughs> Amen. And so, so this, this, is what, this is what the Lord showed me in this scripture. It, what God did, it was a form of punishment for, for, their, for their disobedience in their hardness of heart. If they just had obeyed God's command. They would, have had the they would not have had the opportunity to fear the giants because by the time they saw the giants, they would have been fighting the giants. Are you hearing me? By the time they saw the enemy, they would have already been fighting the enemy and God's hand was with them and God would have delivered the enemy into their hands. But because they wanted to see, this is one of the gates to your soul. Your eye gate, you want to see. You want to know. And fear crops up inside of you. Ooh, when that doctor told me I had, a, I had a cancerous tumor in my body, I said to that doctor, it ain't got no business being there. It got to come out. I didn't get a devil time to say you're going to die. I didn't get a devil time to say, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to go through all of this stuff. And I, I, I said, well, doctor, it has no business being there. It's got to come out. How soon can you get it out? Are you hearing me? Because I believe that Jehovah Rapha, hallelujah, is the God who heals. And I believe that there's an assignment on my life. And I believe that death can't take me out of here until I finish my assignment. Is anybody listening? Stop fearing. Oh, Lord, this, this preacher, I haven't read what he sent to me. Uh, this pastor I know in Nigeria sent me some, sent me some messages uh, on WhatsApp, and he's talking about, you know, how death, how, 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 how purpose defeats death. You got to know your purpose 
because if you don't know your purpose, when the when the when when the when 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 the death angel comes and when the enemy comes and says you're gonna die, you will never turn your plate down and fast and pray and ask God to give you some more years. You'll resign. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. So God says, my people, they have to learn to obey me unconditionally. Listen, when I say, when I say go, I mean go. When I say stop, I mean stop. When I say speak, I mean speak. When I say shut up, I mean shut up. I don't want any explanation. I want you to hush. Lord have mercy. So we're going to take possession of all that we have in Christ, our promised land, we got to obey God's voice. When I'm to obey God's voice, I got to know his voice. Amen? I've got to know his voice. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, 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 glory to God. Amen. Amen. God wants to lead you into victory, but you've got to obey. Unconditionally, you've got to obey. So that means you've got to spend enough time in the presence of the Lord so that you begin to know his voice. Oh, we talked about this this morning in Sunday school. Amen. Amen. How about spending time in the Lord? And the Bible says about being filled with the Spirit. I'll just use that example. It says don't be drunk with wine, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, you don't get drunk with wine by taking one drink. You get drunk with wine because you drink it over and over and over and over again. Anybody been drunk? You've been drinking over and over again. You know, all of us ain't been saved all of our lives. Amen. So you know what it is. So God says, in the same manner, just like you did when you were in the world, amen, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. In order for you to be filled with the Spirit, this is an ongoing, 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 ongoing thing. Amen. You can't do it. You can't be filled on Monday and you don't get filled again to Sunday. Amen. Amen. You can't drink on Sunday and you don't drink again to the next Sunday. This is a daily process. Drinking over and over and over and over and over again. So for you to know God's voice, you've got to spend time in his presence over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. I can't do that. Young people, if I ask you to stand up and tell me the words of certain songs, you could tell me the words. Why? Because you spend time with those artists over, and over, and over, and over. You listen to the music over, and over, and over, and over again. It's in your ears. You go to bed with it on. Listening to it over and over. Some of you know movies. You know, you can tell all of these. People ask me, well, well, you know, that person played this. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't know that person because I don't watch movies like that. But come and ask me about the word of God. Come and ask me something because I spend time with the Lord. And I've gotten to know him. And I know his voice. God says, for you to know me, you got to spend time in my presence. It's going to take time, young people. In this microwave age, it's going to take time in the presence of the Lord to know his voice. Uh, that's just 
one thing. It's not just young people that don't know the Lord. Those of y'all who soap opera fans and know all of the stories of soap operas, you know why you know them, right? That's where you spend your time. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. 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 So if we're going to take possession, if we're going to take possession of all that we have in Christ, our promised land, we've got to obey his voice. And to obey his voice, we've got to spend time in his presence. Stop searching for more evidence. Amen. Don't look for someone else to convince you. Don't look for more proof. Obey God's voice. Let God lead you to victory. Let him lead you to victory. Do you realize how much time people have spent time trying to disprove that God is alive, that he's real? Do you know how many people spend time reading that mess because they don't want to believe anyway? Let the Lord lead you to the top of your class while other people are mocking and laughing at you. Let God do his work. Let God give you that supervisor position while you learn on the job. Hmm. Let, 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 hallelujah. Let him lead you to, to see his goodness in the land of the living, in your life. Because all of the promises of God are yes in Christ and amen in Christ. And it is God who has established us and anointed us in Christ. It's God's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. Lastly, hallelujah. Like Caleb and Joshua, see what other people don't see and know what others don't know. We know there were 12 spies, 12 investigators that went into the land. Ten brought back an evil report. They saw the giants and they said, we are as grasshoppers in their eyes. They never told them, that. they never said that to them. They never shared it. They didn't even talk to the people. They just saw the people, and immediately they estimated that they were like grasshoppers. It was just so small in front of these big people. They forgot about the big God that they served. There's a song in Liberia that says, God is a big, big God. He's the almighty God. Hallelujah. He is the most high God. They said, we are like grasshoppers in their eyes. But there were two. Caleb and Joshua, that says, let us go up at once and possess the land. They said, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and he will give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah. They said, only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. Listen to what they said. For they are bread to us. Their protection is removed from them. And he, the Lord, is with us. Hallelujah. Do not fear them. As you take possession of your benefits, you got to have confidence in the Lord. You got to trust the Lord. You got to believe the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to see beyond what the natural eye sees. You got to see in the realm of the spirit what God has done for you in faith. Glory to God. You got to see it not from a natural perspective, but, but from a spiritual perspective. You got to see that, that the Lord is with you. You got to see that 
the Lord has removed the protection from your enemies. Hallelujah. You've got to see that, that your enemies now have become bread for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your enemy is a stepping stone. Glory to God. They're not a hindering block. Can you hear the Lord today? God has delivered us from the powers of darkness. God has translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. God has disarmed principalities. God has disarmed powers. Hallelujah. God has triumphed over them. Hallelujah. And he who has established us in Christ is God. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are in Christ. We are sealed until the day of redemption. Christ is seated in the heavenly realm. Far above all principality. Far above all powers. Far above all dominion. Far above every name that is named. Hallelujah. And we are seated together with him in the heavenly realm. That means the devil is under my feet. Hallelujah. That means sickness is under my feet. That means defeat is under my feet. Are you hearing me? That means disease is under my feet. That means trouble is under my feet because I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly realm. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. 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 If anybody else is doubting, that's all right. Let them doubt. If anybody else is speaking negatively, that's all right. Let them speak negatively. You've got to see what God says. You've got to know what God knows. And you've got to step out on the word of God. If God be for you, he's more than the world against you. If God says yes, who can say no? And who can defeat God? He is the almighty God. So if God says yes, it is yes. If God says go, you're going to win. If God says fight, the victory belongs to you. If God says be there, you're going to exceed. Hallelujah. Trust God. Take God at his word. He's already gone before you. He's already, glory to God, taking the spirit away from your enemies. He's already taking the protection away from your enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what God says is yours. Is yours. The benefits that God has for you, they're yours. You got to believe God. You got to stop asking for more proof. Don't be asking, we call it a fleece. Folk in the holiness church call it a fleece. Stop asking for it. When God says go, go. God says do, do. See what other people don't see. Hear what other people are not hearing. Say, Pastor, why are they not hearing it? Because they're not keeping their ear to the mouth of God. I don't care what comes up against you in life. You got to know that God has given you all of these benefits. He wants you to access those benefits. And it's not going to come just because you come to church. You got to know what's yours. You got to know your God. You got to do it. You got to stop asking for more evidence. 
Asking for more evidence is a sign of lack of faith. Without faith, no man, woman, boy, or girl can please God. Stop asking for more evidence. Take God at his word. What is God speaking to you? What have you been afraid of? Can you put yourself in a place You see what God see as God sees, and you know as God knows. Can you put yourself there? See, this whole thing of Christianity is more than going to church. It's a walk with the Lord. It's a precious, personal, deep relationship with the Lord. Trouble is gonna come in life. It's gonna come. In the world, you'll have tribulation. Jesus didn't hide that from us. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Now, some people sit back saying, what does Jesus overcoming the world have to do with me overcoming? Until you get in Christ, you'll never know for yourself. Even though I tell you, you will never know for yourself. I used to read that scripture, be still and know that I am God. And I didn't know the reality of it until I was in a situation. And I heard God say, because I was getting ready to go off on, on this travel agent. I was getting ready to just, just, just literally go off. And the Spirit said, be still and know that I am God. And I heard the Holy Spirit. And I shut my mouth. Then the Lord said through somebody, go around the corner. Some of y'all heard the story. I won't tell you the whole story. You went around the corner because actually what had happened was we were flying to Liberia through Sierra Leone, and the plane, our next flight, came to the airport, landed, but took off and didn't take on more passengers. At that time, it was going to take us three more days to get to Liberia. And I was upset. And they said, there's nothing we can do for you. And I was ready to tell them some things. I don't cuss. I wasn't ready to cuss. So I'll be thinking like that. <laughs> I stopped doing that a long time ago. The Lord showed me there are better words that I can say. I don't have to, I don't have to do that to get my point across. But when I heard the Lord say, be still and know that I am God. And I shut my mouth. And this person walks up and said, have you tried this travel agent, this travel agency around the corner in a country that I've only been in one time in my life? Went around the corner. And they said, oh, there's another flight coming tomorrow. God worked it out. God worked it out. So many things I can tell you. God did. You want to hear the voice of God? Spend time with him. There'll be times you will hear his audible voice. But you know what you have to do? You've got to stop saying so much. Stop having so many opinions and stop asking for more evidence. God said it. Step out on it. 
Learn to trust him. Learn to hear what other people don't hear. The only way I can hear now what other people don't hear is I take my ear away from so many people. So I can ride in my car for hours and not have music on and not have a radio on. I can sit in my house for hours and not have the television on because I want to hear God. Even when I am not deliberately listening for him, the Lord will speak. Because I put myself in a place that I want to hear him. I want to hear him. Possess your benefits. There are things you got to do. Things you got to do. Coming to church is not going to get it. It might help you if you pay attention. But I tell you what, you don't remember one-tenth of what I preached today. But if you sat in a teaching session with a book in your hand and you did your homework, you would remember the lesson. That's why going to church ain't going to get it, saints. It's not going to get it. We're missing so many things. We are disobedient. So it's not, oh, thank you, Jesus. And after you do all of that, you still miss God. I'm not mocking speaking in tongues. I'm just telling you the truth. The person who's really spirit-filled, really spirit-filled, Listens to the voice of God. Hears the voice of God. After you do all of that, you can go out and cuss somebody out. You got to ask yourself, you spirit feel. After you do all of that, you can scandalize somebody's name or you can gossip about people and always in somebody else's business. You got to ask yourself, my spirit feel. Let's stand high. I don't want to preach no more. Not today. I think I said what the Lord wanted me to say.